Oh, how I revel in your worship, says the Lord. I inhabit your bodies. I inhabit the praises of my people. I want to inhabit. I want to show the world that I live in you and to show them my goodness, my mercy, my love, and how, how they can straighten out their lives. Oh, worship me, worship me, worship me. Worship me in spirit and worship me in truth. And you shall see, you shall see what can happen to thee. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, I praise you, Lord Jesus. I magnify you. I worship you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. We magnify you. Okay. If you will worship me, the mountains will be removed into your lives. Darkness cannot stand in the presence of light. But it's up to you to spend time with me to show me that you really love me. Then I will come into your life and it will be heaven on earth. You just do not realize what can happen for you if you will just put me first in your life. The dreads, the things that are come against you, they'll dissolve. They'll dissolve. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Arise, shine, the light has come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you, but gross darkness is covering the earth. There are many things out there that are trying to pull you away. And some of you are going that way. I say, don't do it. Don't do it. I am the vine. You're the branch. If you do not bear fruit, you will be lopped off and put in the fire. I said it in my word. Now, are we not only hear the word, but doer the word? Praise God. I've just got to say this. I don't know if somebody touched me on my back when I was worshiping, but something hit me on the back. To the angel. I thought, what? Because Jimmy's behind me, but there was nobody else. There was a space here. Mm-hmm. And something an touched me on the back. I don't know what it was. I don't care what it was. It Just was supernatural. Claim, yeah. Claim we dissolved a lot of mountains in there this morning Amen. by our praise. 
always remember Jehoshaphat. When Jehoshaphat praised the Lord in the valley of Ziz, mm -hmm. the Ammonites and the Moabites were just pulling in on themselves and destroying themselves. Yep. Now, here's the big blessing. Fruitful, multiply. See, this is what Adam and Eve were supposed to do, but the devil stopped them, and that's what he's trying to do right now. Yeah. Blessing, blessing, multiply. But anyhow, it took three days to pick up the bullion. I'm telling you what, church, if you will worship me, and right now we're getting from Randy Greer right now. God. We're hearing it. I'm going to say this. I was watching Brother Copeland last night. Pastor Jackie was with me too. And Brother Hagen says, Retha, that was his wife, give me some cereal. And he took one bite, <clears throat> his head went down to the table. He was dead. But his heart wouldn't stop beating. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because he spent so much time with the Lord and he forgave. Yeah. Walked in love. And so. Brother Copeland called up his son and says, your dad's heart will not stop beating. He says, yeah, I know it. Brother Copeland says, would you come and lay hands on him? He said, yeah, I'll come lay hands on him. And he said, Mark eleven twenty three. say to that mountain, be thou removed and cast to see if you don't doubt in your heart. Believe those things which you say shall come to pass. You'll surely have whatever you say. Verily, verily, same to do whatsoever things you desire. When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. And then it says forgiving right there. And boom, his heart stopped. His heart stopped. Right? Yeah, okay. okay. Heart stopped. Uh, okay, you can be seated for a minute. Uh, okay, I'm going to. You know what? Go ahead, sit down. Uh, since this came up, I mean, I had very difficult time knowing what I was supposed to preach today. And now I see because of the order of the service. Uh, all right, that whole thing, you know who else's heart wouldn't stop beating? Jesus on Amen. the cross. He was so full of God. Yeah. And so was Kenneth Hagin. That's why we don't, we're not glorifying a man. We're glorifying a man. He, I don't know of any other man that Jesus appeared to nine times, was it? Do you know? Seven or nine times. He appeared to him and taught him because there was no one on the earth that knew anything. He appeared to him. Yeah. Okay. He wouldn't, his heart would not stop Jesus's. And then when Jesus, when God the Father put all the sins of the whole world on him yeah. is when he died. He died physically and spiritually. When you have to die spiritually in order to die physically. Amen. Did you know that? Yes. <laughs> yes. Amen. If you never die spiritually, you'll never plop <laughs> down. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? And that's, I didn't know that either. I didn't know they called in Kenneth. I know that Kenneth Hagen and, and our, our uh, the Pat Harrison, who was here as a speaker, that's his daughter. That was Kenneth Hagen's daughter. I know that both she and her brother, they went in at different times. And, and they said, Dad, see, he said he wanted to go home. And by the way, his favorite breakfast was yogurt and uh Fruit, some kind of fruit. Yeah. <laughs> and I know yours is cereal. No, I know. But it was just that, yeah, they said it in front of him and, and he just went plop. And, um, and they actually, when they said he was brain dead, and they took him, you know, they took him to the hospital day and they said he was brain dead. But Pat went in there, the lady that was here, and she says, Dad, do you really want to go to heaven? And, and he squeezed her hand, yes. And she said, say two times with yes and once with no. And he squeezed it two times. Unbeknownst to her brother, he went in there also at a different time and did the same thing. Amen. And he squeezed his hand because he hurt him. Yeah. He hurt him because his spirit was still alive. Amen. Your spirit, man, is the most important thing you Amen. have. Yeah, until, yeah, until Jesus had those sins on him.
<laughs> he wouldn't even die. And that's why he was beaten and beaten and beaten and beaten because they couldn't kill him. <laughs> that was interesting that you brought that up. Yeah, and, and do you see the glory of the Lord? And I, I want to apologize because when we were started to sing in the spirit and the other song, I shouldn't have done what I did. I wanted to stop them from doing the next song, but they, they didn't see me. That's, I, I, I apologize to you. I apologize to all of you because I became a distraction. I apologize to you, everybody. I've got to watch that. But I want to tell you something. It's so important to me that we get in spirit and in truth yes. or we're going to lose out. Yes. I could cry. Yes. I want to do this. And you have to come to church. You can't keep skipping. Amen. We're in times as never before. This is the mo one of the most important things you do. And I'm not just saying that so you come to church. I'm saying it for your own good because of the situation in the world. And of all the wars that are starting and all the stuff and they're invading into the United States through cyber, you know, and through computers and, um, you know what, you'll be okay. But it's so important to be in the spirit, so sing in the spirit. And that whole thing, how sacred that one song that we say, oh my gosh, how sacred was the temple of Jehovah in the Old Testament that nobody could even enter in. And to think that he came so that he could enter in our mortal, sinful, fleshy bodies. <laughs> Can you put those words back up there? That was... Uh, uh, we're not just going to church. That's, this is what I'm talking about. Some of you, you got, see, if you stay full, you'll catch this. You got to get into the word. Be faithful. Oh, Lord. I don't know what to say because I want so badly for you to understand this and for our church to rise to a higher level. Yeah. See, yeah. there are churches, all kinds of them out there, but I want the high level. I want the highest level, the highest flow in the spirit that we can achieve. I want the high flow of the spirit. And see, that's, that's what John's getting right now in Marietta. A high flow. You wouldn't even understand. I mean... And that's, that's why we want to care. Not everybody wants that. And you can tell the, the remnant, it says, of the gold bricks will come to this church. And many will leave because they can't take it. But see, you're, you're <laughs> I mean, you moved back to come to, the, to come to this church. She and her husband moved back from North Carolina, South Carolina. <laughs> I was going with the north of that. <laughs> and it's important. It's important for the children to know this. It's important for them to participate. I know they were anxious to leave, but it, it is important for you parents to teach them. But you've got to get there yourself, too, before you understand that flow. And it's it's... It is being filled with the Holy Ghost and with the evidence of speaking in tongues also. That's where it's at. That is not from the devil, as some people in the area say. It's all over the place. It is not. You call that? And, and what, what, what was the other song we sang? We sang about singing in tongues. What, what was the words to that? Out of my, out of my mouth flow rivers of water. See, the river, the well, well is when you get, it's a well when you get born again. It says it right in the Bible. It's in John 4. It says it right in there. But then the river flows from a different source. A river moves. 
a well stays there, but you have a well of the Word of God in you. And you've got to have that first. You've got to have that. But that means you're full in here of the Word. See, some of you, your well goes dry <laughs> because you don't get into the Word. And, and then, but God said, this is what He said, why the river? Then he says, this would be in John 7. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and while I'm getting in my amplified Bible, which is totally destroyed, really, I can't even... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if you have a, other than an amplified classic, throw it away. <laughs> really, I'll pay f up if you want. <laughs> Kenneth Copeland actually, uh, Zondervan quit uh, quit uh, publishing. Thank you. Come on, going in and out all the time. They quit publishing the uh, classified yep. and the classified is the one that's accurate yes, <laughs> that that happens so often and uh kenneth copeland um i don't know if he went he went with the publishing company and he's going to publish them yes, yes. millions of them he's just going to keep doing it so it's on the market <laughs> right now they're on in in his magazine, it said in the last article, you could see it on the side, it's $29. It's, a, it's not a hardback, but it's, a, but it's classified. <laughs> but he said they'll get into more because there's back orders all over the place. You have to be careful of all these things. But in John 7, 37, if you want to put it up there, it says, King James... In the last days of that great day of feast, Jesus stood and cried, said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. I was so thirsty for the Lord. So hungry for the Lord. Could, I, I thought, where is it? Where is it at? Where is it at? And finally, my daughter got born again. And I, then I got, we all got born again. Okay, then, though, the Lord himself filled me with the Holy Ghost in the bathtub. <laughs> never, I never heard of it. So I know it's right because I could feel the presence. See, the glory hit in here. The glory came. And that's why we have to sing songs about the glory. We have to get songs about to a high level. In the last days, they shall worship God in spirit and in truth. A lot of songs out there with the wrong words in them. And when you get those words inside of you, no matter what, it does affect you. Because what you say is what happens to you. I just thought of Mary. I know I'm jumping from one thing to another. But remember you used to say, I'm late. I'm late. You know that bunny rabbit? Who was it? The oh, Alice, Alice, Alice in Wonderland. And she always liked that song. She I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. And she would say it all the time. And she started being late. What you say gets into you. <laughs> I mean, it was funny, but all of a sudden she started getting into Christianity. And she, she learned. I mean, you learn. You, I know it. If you say, oh, my knee is so bad, my knee is so bad, my knee is, I could say that. <laughs> my knee is so bad, it gets worse and worse because your body hears you. That is a principle. <laughs> you know what? That's God's principle. And that's the way God operates in faith. You say what you want. And when you say what you don't want, and it's not a bunch of baloney. I could I could prove it. However, he say hallelujah, amen. It says it even says not to say you're sick in the Old Testament. 
<laughs> There's all kinds of, of, because as you say it, you may be sick, and I've said it, and I've done it, and I've done a lot of wrong things. But I know that I know. <laughs> this is, yeah, when you say you're tired, are you so tired, 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 you get, you are more tired, yeah. And really, it's just best not, not to say it. I've noticed, I've tried it, <laughs> because I would be yeah. at night, and I'm so tired, and I th think I have to explain to everybody. And you know what? Shut up. <laughs> Don't say anything. Just say, I'm going to bed. <laughs> Many times of hurt and not said it. And you know what? It gets better. It gets better. It gets better. Okay, I have my degree in nursing. And I can remember the first time I went on the floor in South North, Grand Forks, North Dakota. <laughs> and uh, I was married before my husband died. He was a doctor and you had to go into the service for two years. So he went in as a captain, but you had to go. And that was during that Kennedy thing and everything because the whole base went, you know, I remember it. But anyway, <laughs> um, so I worked at a hospital. I had just graduated. That was in the 60s. <laughs> and um, I remember this guy was saying, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying, I'm dying. And he'd been doing it for months, they said. <laughs> and they said, when he does that, just give him this, give him this shot, this tranquilizer thing. <sighs> so I do it because he's yelling down, he's yelling and it's so you could hear him way down the halls disturbing the other people. And would you know, when I gave it to him, he died. <laughs> and I was like, what? He didn't even do it for months. He didn't die. Oh, man. <laughs> and, and, yeah, another time. <laughs> See, I was, I was fresh out of college. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that was the first person that died. And I went, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, okay. But anyway, let's get back to where we were. And it says, In the last day, that day, great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly, his spirit shall flow rivers, rivers of living water. In verse 39, I don't know what you got, if you got it up there. Yeah, verse 39 says, But this he spoke of the Spirit, which they that believe in him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. Do you know what they mean by that? The Holy Ghost... Had couldn't be given yet. Jesus hadn't died on the cross that, because that happened in Acts, yeah. in Acts 4. Yeah. See, and I put verse 38. Imagine a flood coming from a river. It takes everything in its path. A flood comes out of your mouth. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Out of my mouth flow rivers of water. And it takes away all the problems. The defeat, the destruction, all the devil's lies, the traps, the schemes. So stir yourself up with praise and with worship and speaking the word and praying in tongues. Soon a flood comes out of your mouth. I mean, that was my own thing that I, I, I felt that. See, and now, and, and you go jump to Acts 1. Acts 1, um, let's go to verse 4, 1, 4. No, King James. And being assembled together, he told them to go there and, and assemble together. With them, he commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the 
promise. That word promise is very significant. Of the Father which he said, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water. But you shall be baptized. With, baptized means immersed. And it doesn't mean baptism, water, baptism. In this case, you shall be immersed with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. And, he, and when they were come together, they asked him, let's keep going, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Because they thought he was going to take charge and get rid of all those mean, you know, the mean uh, Romans. And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his power, but you, now here it is, this is the reason you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. When you got born again, he came in you to get your spirit ready to have the total infilling. Now, without him coming in and you get born again, you wouldn't have, you, you're not able to get the rest. And upon, upon you, and you shall be, this is what will happen. You become bolder. You become witnesses to me in, Jer in North Bend and Scribner and Snyder and, and Hooper and uh, Wisner and, uh, and Cedar Bluffs and uh, Ashland, all the little towns. No, we're, we're called the little towns. And it's going to come to pass someday when people are trained. I don't know. But anyway, in all Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now the word power there, and it's been translated from, from the Greek. It means dunamis, which means dynamite, explosive power. It gives you supernatural abilities you could never possess in the flesh or by your own self. Amen. Hey, when I was in Creighton University in college... I had to take speech. I was a freshman, and I was so nervous and so scared that I went up there and I went, uh, 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 and then, then when I, I think I, I got through, I don't remember if I fell up the steps. There was a step there, and I fell down, and I didn't get anywhere. I couldn't, I was just absolutely, and the speech teacher was nice. He said, you're your own worst enemy. <laughs> he says, quit thinking of yourself and thinking of what you're saying that will help people. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> I'll never forget that. Because, you know, there's some incidences in your life you're so embarrassed. <laughs> anyway, okay. Now, Acts 1.8 that we just read. The word power there. You don't have to put anything up. Power is dunamis, which means dynamite power. It's the most, actually the most uh, powerful word, uh, more than you could call it nuclear power now. It's the most powerful force. Now, I wrote that. I'll show you. See? It's all yellow. <laughs> anyway, most powerful force in the universe more powerful than any existing nuclear power on earth. Power for what? Power to witness. For boldness. To set people free from bondages of drugs, of alcohol, of hurt, of rejection. It's power to do what God has appointed you to do in your life. Because that some of that rejection, or maybe it was you were raped or sexual abuse or whatever, even by your parents or whatever it happened. There's lots of people hurting. And it's a ploy of the devil to stop them from what God had for them. It's power to be healed by praying in the Holy Ghost. You can get rid of the I, I've been abused mentality and depression. The Holy Ghost is a comforter and can get rid of darkness and residue and infection of the past. He purges, 
Purges means vomit. <laughs> I mean, purges out. He, he, he um, uh, gets rid of bad memories in the mind. That's the only thing. Otherwise, they say that stuff stays in there. See, and they, they, they put you on drugs. But your own, it's your own mind, by praying in the Holy Ghost, it actually says it lifts you up. It elevates you. The Bible says it. That's one, one of the, the things that, that is a, a benefit of it. You see what it does. It, it actually... I don't have the notebook here with me, but they actually studied this at um, Oral Roberts University, a doctor did, and he said dopamine, (laughs) which see, otherwise it's dope, (laughs) you're getting dope, (laughs) but dopamine is a natural thing there, or what do you call that too when you exercise endorphins, it increases both of them, praying in tongues does. He was a scientist. He knew. He, he checked it. <laughs> I wish I had that because uh, they, were, they were proof readings. Of oof, I'll bring them some other time. The brain stores everything you've heard from the past, but the Holy Ghost can push the delete, 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 and purge harmful thoughts by the blood of Jesus. Hebrews 9.14 actually says, How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge and cleanse your conscience from hurts, from dead works, to serve the living God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) So now I was supposed to... I'm, I'm just... I'm saying this because, uh, you know what? Holy Spirit wants to help and that's something, all the prerequisite to it is that you are born again. That's all there is to it. You know, and that's something, um, I'm just going to let you think about it for now. And maybe at the end, if, if the Holy Ghost leads, I'll have people come up for it if that's something you want. But I want to tell you something in these last days, something you need. It's a little higher, it's a higher level. Yes, Kenneth Hagin himself, okay, I, I'll just tell you this. He was, he was Baptist and he was preaching when he was 18 years old. Yeah. He, he, he was born and weighed one and a half pounds he never ever was, uh, they were, he wasn't in a hospital, he was born at home. And the doctor says, just get a shoe box or some kind of box, grandma, grandma was there. And, um, and get ready to bury him. At that time they buried him in the, ba- in the backyard. And she just, it, it just devastated her. You know how grandmas are. <laughs> and, um, so the doctor said, I have to go get something from the office because uh, the mother was bleeding. And um, so uh, he, when he left, she wrapped him in a blanket <laughs> and, and she held him and all of a sudden he kicked his leg. Yeah. <sighs> and she told the doctor and he said, I told you to bury him. He said he'll never live. He didn't have any oxygen. Nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. One and a half pounds? It's a miracle. <laughs> and you know, then when he was 16 to 17 years old, I mean, he had leukemia. He had heart <laughs> defects. Uh, all, he said even his blood, if, if when his blood would come out, it was like real pale, uh, watery looking. Yeah, there's lots of stories on this because, and guess what? He didn't die until he was almost 87. He was short of 87. <laughs> really short, a few months of 87. And he was a mir- it was a miracle. Um, and he, he himself, by the words of 
his mouth, he thought, wait a minute. He would try, it would take him, he said it would take him a half an hour to turn a page of the Bible. And he kept asking pastors to come over, you know, preachers to come over and explain things. And he, they would say, oh boy, oh son, it's okay. The Lord will take you and relieve you. Of, and that's all they would ever say. And you know what? He learned on his own. And um, he started to pull himself out of bed. And he thought, it, when he see, he would he'd be paralyzed. He was so bad off, he was paralyzed. I, I don't know why I'm telling you. It, it was such a miracle. At that time, he was 16 years old. He lived that long. And they thought he was going to die quickly. And they waited all the time he was in the house. And he, one morning, he, he got up, he thought, it's 10 o'clock. They're eating breakfast out there. I ought to be up. Yeah. <sighs> and, and he would hold on to the post of the, of the bed. And he got up, and he was able to. <laughs> and he kept getting stronger and stronger and stronger and by the words of his mouth. Okay, I'm boring some people because they're shutting their eyes. I don't see how you can shut your eyes on a mirror. I, don't, I probably need somebody else to say this stuff. I'm not that interesting, I don't think. <laughs> oh, well, I really think, honestly, because sometime if a, some guy was up here, I really think that, you know, anyway, it's, it's really, you get up here and do that when you're telling something that's so, so important right now. You got to push yourself out. You can't lay back, right. or you're gonna you're gonna go. You're gonna be in the in the muck of 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 what's coming. Anyway, it was a miracle, and he lived. But he was Baptist at first, and for several years he preached. But he would hang with the Pentecostals because they believed in healing. And he was miraculously healed. And that's why he hung with them. But he said, I didn't believe in that tongue stuff. <laughs> and finally, he got to the point where he thought, well, I'll give it a try. He got filled with the Holy Ghost and he started to read the Bible. And he said, overnight, he had revelation knowledge of what the word of God meant. And the word of God became more interesting also to him. It becomes because your spirit is filled and that's where it has to come from here. Doesn't come from here. See, you can have all the degrees you want. And if, it, if you're not born again, which a lot of people go to theological seminaries and, and see, and then the wrong thing is being taught. I mean, I was a denomination church for years. They went to seminary too. But the wrong thing was taught. They pulled in religion with it. They pulled in the Pharisees' religion and the law and were redeemed from the law. There, there's just so much. But it's important. It's important. And, you know, people say it's of the devil or whatever. I wonder why they aren't doing it in, in the bars then. Uh, anyway. <laughs> so uh, that happened to me without me knowing what was, I never even heard of it in my life. Never heard of it. Because I was brand new. It was three weeks after I got born again. But I will say this as a little girl, I used to write uh, God all kinds of letters, I'd save them. And uh, I, I'd always, uh, a, a nun told me to ask Jesus to come into my heart when I went, went to communion, yeah. and I would do it. Because <laughs> I wanted him. Yes. I, I was hungry for him. Yes. And maybe that's what made it more fast, you know, because there, there was something there 
there was something there that was egging me on, but I was 40 already, almost 40 years old. In fact, it was in December of, you know, like it was three weeks before Christmas <laughs> or maybe even two weeks. And um, we got filled with the Holy Ghost. Never heard of it. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> um, it is real and it's something you need. Everyone needs it. It's extra. <laughs> You'll understand things. Lord, you know what? At this point, I'm just going to, I'm going to read, okay, what, again, what um, Randy Greer said. And by the way, Randy Greer where did I get all these notebooks? <laughs> uh, Randy Greer was a uh, was in prison for armed robbery, never to get out. Yep. He escaped from prison three times. His mom and dad. His dad was a Pentecostal preacher, <laughs> and his mom was praying for him all the time. Yeah. Um, he's from way down south. Has an accent. Mm -hmm. He's funny. But the last time he escaped, his, you know, his mother was praying for him constantly, constantly. And this one time, he had been, and he was, he was he, doing drugs, drinking, women, <laughs> all this stuff. And he says they were in a household and just really just shooting up, doing all this stuff, and they were going to rob a bank. And he's, to him and some girls. <laughs> and he had been escaped from the prison that was the third time, and had been out. They hadn't found him for a whole year. A whole year had passed. So I'm telling you, you'll enjoy this guy. He is a prophet. I mean, there's different kinds of prophets, too. I mean, he's a prophet, though. And he is funny sometimes. <laughs> and and you'll, you'll enjoy him a lot. But he understands how it is. <laughs> when and he said to his mother was praying for him and he got in this van and the girls were in the back of the van they were ready to go and there was a policeman parked right across the way there and they went oh gosh there's a policeman well and all of a sudden he laid his head on the steering wheel and he started to cry and he said oh I can't do this I've Oh, horrible. I've been so horrible. It, he just like, it, whoop. His, you know, his spirit man came alive. <laughs> and, and the girl said, let's get out of here. He's going crazy. He said, I'm going to go to the policeman and give myself up. And they said, let's get out of here. <laughs> and they, they ran out of the van and he did. He went over there and gave him up. And the policeman, huh? <laughs> you know, what? <laughs> And they put him back in prison, never to get out. And they took him uh, to one of them, maybe in Alabama. One of the really bad one. Was it Alabama? Anyway, I don't know if he's going to give his testimony. Uh, but this is years and years and years ago already. And uh, um, however, he became actually a pastor in the prison although he was a prisoner. He saw all, all kinds of things. He, uh, he cast out demons on many of the guys right there in the prison, and the, and the guards would help him. But that's how much significance he had after that, because he preached to them, and he did get out. As they said he could never get out, never, ever, ever. And then even he said, in the month of none, I will get out. <laughs> but then he started he start speaking the word, and he used Kenneth Hagin's little material. Yeah, material. <laughs> and uh, he got out and went to Rama Bible Training Center. They threw his, his application in the wastebasket and took it back out. <laughs> because this guy's big, what? <laughs> now he has a Cessna 10 plane. 
and he goes all over the place. And what uh, one thing he got everything restored. He can wear a gun. He he can vote. All his rights were taken away. All his rights were given back, and that was a miracle too. Okay, so I don't know. Did you want to go with the kids now? Because no. What? Yeah, you will. Otherwise, I'm I'm just going to make the order of the service like the Holy Spirit wants, and not not make it. Okay, now we do this, and now we take the tithes and offerings, and now we do this, and now we do that. And that isn't the order today. <laughs> it just isn't. So I'm going to just let you go. Dismiss you. Okay, so I'm going to say this is Randy Greer's 2024 prophetic word. The Lord has opened up a door, and we will be up and running in 24. You must leave things of the past behind and press forward into his divine plan. A shaking has been taking place, and many are indifferent or confused, but that is not the thinking that you should use. The blind are leading. Okay, do y'all get this? Yeah. Okay. The blind. No, I mean there was a lot of that move. That's right. You, you had to move out. Okay. The blind are leading the blind. In many cases, supposedly in my way, but they unknowingly, unknowingly, have turned from my way. They will fail and fall, and many be removed because they refuse to take up my cause. The brightness of his coming will expose the darkness with his great light, and you will be filled with my glory, my power, and my might. Amen. The only way you can get that brightness is what we're talking about going to higher levels. Amen. Rick Renner, who has a huge church in Russia, and now he's on TV with all over the place in, in Russia. He went, but he's not Russian. He's from the United States. The year 2024 will be visited with turbulent episodes across the entire globe, especially in the realms of finances and politics and in the nations. These episodes will be of a sort that they will potentially cause those who are not rooted in God's word to be deeply disturbed. But for those who stay in faith, they stay in peace, they stay in love, they stay in fellowship, and they keep sowing seed for the sake of eternity, they will experience a supernatural power that will cause them to be unmoved, unshaken, well provided for, and to walk in a much needed divine assurance, divine peace, divine power, divine supernatural victory. Those who stay in faith, in peace, in love, in fellowship, you have to keep coming, fellowshipping with, yeah. with people of your own kind. And keep sowing seed for the sake of eternity. That's where most of our money goes. I could have a beautiful house. <laughs> but most of it's gone into the gospel. I don't care. <laughs> Joy-filled, sustained... They will be blessed, empowered, joyful, and sustained, and miraculously thrive, even if the world around them seems tossed, tossed with a tempest. A tempest is a violent storm. Now, Randy Greer says to do three things every day. Exercise your faith daily. In other words, you might have to exercise your faith. <laughs> you were the one who, oh, they, they're... Their, uh, all their uh, plumbing was plugged up. <laughs> and they tried all these things. And it was not working. And they were, I mean, getting really frustrated more than once. And it just, they'd put a, a snake in, right? And it would just, nothing, come back up. And um, all of a sudden she thought, well, Randy Greer said, but I said that Randy Greer says that exercise your faith daily. See, this is, and she so they stopped and prayed. Yeah. And, and how many minutes later? It, not even a couple of minutes. Two minutes later. Yeah. It just went <laughs> down the drain. <laughs> how long did you?
I'm trying? A week. A week. One short little prayer. I believe in faith, Lord, that you can help us with the sended angel to help us. And it worked right then. Exercise your faith maybe for something you need or for, for your loved ones, <laughs> for, for pain. Exercise your faith and say, Lord, this is all in your word. And I'm going to believe right now that my pain is gone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, believe that the money is going to come in that I need to pay, whatever it is. Okay, number two, he says, exercise your faith for something real simple every day. Number two, be led by the Spirit. They that, they that are the sons and daughters of God, it says in, in uh, Romans 8, 14, it says... They that are led by the Spirit of God are the sons and daughters yeah. of God. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking there, well, oh, you mean I'm not a son or daughter of God? You might be a baby boy <laughs> instead. <laughs> or um, um, a toddler boy. <laughs> Little girl, right. You have to grow up. The son and daughter there in the Greek means weosthesia, which means you're mature. And this is what he said, be led by the Spirit, seek him, pray in tongues every day. Three little things. Number three, take authority over evil spirits daily. Whatsoever I bind on earth, is already bound in heaven. Whatsoever I loose on earth is already loosed in heaven. What's bound in heaven? You can bind it on the earth. Depression, oppression, sickness, disease, lack, stress, strife, unforgiveness, evil speaking, stealing, Killing, destroying. It's all bound in heaven. Is that in heaven? Are any of those things in heaven? Depression and oppression. None of them are in heaven. None of them. People stealing from you. You see, they'll, 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 they may try, but it won't work. Things are breaking down. No, heaven's perfect. Whatever I bind on the earth is what's already in heaven. So I can loose joy yes. and peace, yeah. you know, and, and, uh, and uh, wellness. Yes. Do you see what I mean? Yes. We loose it. You can loose it on the earth. Oh, my gosh. There, there is just so much. Um, Ephesians 1.3 says... You are blessed once you become even just born again. You are blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. You know what that means? Whatsoever heaven already enjoys is yours. If you're born again. I'm not always there either. But you can enjoy good health. You can enjoy peace joy and not not lack whatsoever it is it says it whatsoever you enjoy uh, whatsoever is in heaven is already yours on the earth it's yours God made it so we have no idea who we are in Christ and what we have but you got to remember that and so what do you do when you do remember it which I've been doing it all week Satan, I bind you and I cancel your assignment for myself, for my back. You know what? For my hip. <laughs> yes. On my children, on our finances, on, on anything that try, would try to steal, I bind you. I am a child of God and he gave me authority. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give you power and authority. 
to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over all the teeny tiny ability of the enemy. It says the power, you know what? He has no more power because Jesus defeated him on the cross. That's why we're getting born again. We've got it. We have all this stuff and all we have heard is too much religion and law even tries to come back. Born again, spirit-filled churches. And it's just, it is, we are so much, that's why I'm telling you, I don't know if I even have it. Uh, it's up here somewhere. It's blue. There it is. Identification. It doesn't come like this anymore. Yeah. But you over and over and over, blessed are they. <laughs> okay, let's see. Um, It, they're, they're just, I can't even, it, everything is supposed to be good for us. Amen. And we have not been taught right for years and years and years. The reason Jesus came was to restore the glory. The glory fell this morning. And it fell because of that song. I know that lady that sings it. She's very godly. Um, uh, we have so much, and we have authority over storms, yeah. over tornadoes yeah. that are coming. I've heard of fires in, you know, like in uh, the fires yeah. coming out, out through, especially in California, yeah. and, and you know what? And people's houses not touched. Yeah. Come on. Huh? It just so, so much. You see, do these things. Exercise your faith daily. Get into the Word. Find out who you are in Christ. Be led by the Holy Spirit. Take authority over evil spirits. I command you to stop touching my finances. Right now, I command you to stop touching my crops. You got to take authority. Because see, the other day, I was starting to get some stomach thing, and I went, wait a minute. <laughs> Duh, I've got the authority, and I took authority over it and left. I've been seeing quick results, you too. You told me, yes. She remembered that, what we said. What we said, he said, do simple little things that we have got, but do it. See, if your mouth never speaks anything, you're not going to have it. You got to say it out loud because the devil cannot read your mind. And there are familiar spirits out there, even family spirits of people who have died, and they'll try to come. If there was any evil in them, they try to get one of the relatives. And it says to sit at that table in Psalm 23 and don't get up from the table. Pass me the healing. Pass me that. You're sitting at a table. I set my table before you. In the presence of your enemies. Those enemies are familiar spirits. You need to know these things. They're real. And people don't know this, but we know it, but we know it, but even me, I know it. <laughs> Probably better than you do, and I haven't been doing it. I'm just going to be, you know, take authority. Take authority over your neighborhood. Take authority over your finances. Take that checkbook and say, no, pain in your body. I even my cat. <laughs> I could tell she was sick because <laughs> she's real. She was a runt. And I mean, she only weighs six pounds the way it is. And I could tell she was sick and she was, and I could even feel her getting thinner. And I went, wait a minute. I'm taking authority. I'm not kidding you. Just like that. <laughs> she started to eat and she started to run around and play again. <laughs> Anything. He'll, he'll do those things for you, your children, all of this stuff. 
Okay, what did I read now? Okay, I read his, all right, then here's Kenneth Copeland's. Now I'm gonna remind you of something last year, Kenneth Copeland said, 2023 will be a year of correction. Wait a minute, I'm gonna stop, okay. Correction, but you need to be honest with yourself. And you still go on with that. I don't think I ever left that one. Correction, correct yourself. Amen. Be honest with yourself. Amen. Don't blame it on to other people. What are you doing in church? Are you, are you not wanting to come? Now I am 84. <laughs> but it isn't always, you feel, you feel that. You, the, uh, you're, you're, it, what's it say? You're tired. I got to fight it. I heard Kenneth Copeland say the same thing. I heard him say it. You got to fight that stuff. And I'm here. You don't think? I've got, last Sunday when I went home, my hip, you see, it's very, very osteoporotic, parodic, parodic. I haven't nursed for a long time. <laughs> anyway, but, but okay, but that's what they say. But I say that it's filled and it hurt really bad. If, <laughs> another day, it was so bad in my stomach, I thought I should go to the emergency room. I went, wait a minute, I'm taking authority over this thing. Left. And that was a horrible pain right in here for a long time, I'm telling you. And you see, but you keep going. You keep going. You keep going. You don't stop. Okay, here's Kenneth Copeland's. This is the year of more and more and more and more. We're standing on victory shore. The year of more and more and more and more. And the clouds on the horizon are for the rains and the glory. The former and the latter rain, which means the glory. The glory is falling. The glory of the living God in the wilderness. The United States is a wilderness now. The whole world is a wilderness. The fire by night and a cloud by day for you, like he protected the Israelites. We'll see this in 2024 and in 2025. Great and wonderful, marvelous things are happening in the spirit realm and then in the natural realm. Most especially in the financial realm. For there is a great breakthrough for God's people. Financially, that will listen to him and listen to his word and realize the power of miracle prosperity. We're going to need it to help other people. That's what it's for. Amen. Okay, what time is it? I, what? Okay. Um, So I, I could not get, I brought all kinds of sermons. I could not get what I was supposed to do this morning. And I, I mean, it was just kind of hodgepodge here, there, and everywhere. But I think that was what it was. <laughs> this is what it is. Uh, oh, I never finished that. Thank you. Duh. Okay, correction, direction. Because if you correct yourself, you'll get direction. You got to correct yourself, and pretty soon you get direction. Okay, you follow that direction, and you have protection. God will protect you because you obeyed him. Do you see how important this is? And guess what? You will bend into perfection. It's correction, then direction. Just think about it. You're protected, and then you're perfected. Amen. Amen.
Hallelujah. Well, I suggest if we have any more of these in that you get, except they're yellow. They're, you're gone? Yeah, they're sold out. It says, romance of redemption. It tells you who you are in Christ. Now, I'm going to receive the tithes and offerings. You know, first of all, I'm just going to, wait a minute. I'm going to ask you, is there anybody in here who wants to be filled with the Holy Ghost? With the evidence of speaking in tongues? Anyone? I mean, I know not everybody has it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay, well, we'll just wait a minute here. Okay, I see one. It's something that you need for these last days. And the only prerequisite is if you are born again. Because the spirit has to be inside of you. And now that's something you can get on your own, just like I did at home. Um, Here, I wanted this. Or maybe you you were filled with the Holy Ghost and um, you don't have much of a tongue or you didn't really speak and you want to come up and just have hands laid on you. Now, in the book of Acts, they laid hands on people. I got it by myself, not even knowing what it was. But you know what I was doing when I got it? I was worshiping the Lord, and I meant it. I was singing hallelujah, hallelujah. I love you, Lord, and I meant it. I was crying even. And my hands were just starting to buzz. It's just like, shh. And see, they did that here this morning. They were just, whoosh. In fact, the very first time I went to a full gospel thing and, and in the praise and worship, and I put up my hands, uh, and, and they buzzed. And they've been doing that ever since. <laughs> and I, I know that the anointing is strong when that happens. And I don't expect always to feel a tangible thing, but sometimes you will. Okay, well, okay. Why don't you come on up here? Yeah.